I have told many people about this story. Some people believe me. Most do not. I cannot guarantee that you will, but I pray you will. When I was in the fourth grade, my dad moved to Hawaii. My mom and dad were divorced at this time. I stayed with my mom in California during school days, but during summer I stayed with my dad in Hawaii. Everything went fine for the first four years. What happened next would change my life forever. It would change the way I view everything. It was about 2 a.m. in the morning. Everybody was asleep when I heard it. It was strange, but it sounded like music. I laid in bed, listening, and it sounded like Queen. The next song played and it sounded like Kiss. So I knew the songs. I was singing along and slowly sung myself to sleep. The next morning, I asked my dad if he left the radio on in his office. He told me, no, that it was the neighbors. This was weird because the music sounded so close, like it was coming out of his office. The next night, I stayed up all night just waiting for the music to start. As soon as the clock hit 2 a.m., the music started again. I got out of bed to prove to my dad that it was coming out of his office. I walked up to the office door, pressed my ear against the door, and listened. It was surely coming out of the office. I rushed to bed in a hurry to tell my dad that it was. The next morning, I told my dad about last night. He didn't believe me. I told him to follow me, that I'd prove him wrong. We rushed up the stairs right next to the office, and together we listened for the music. It didn't start. He started claiming at me that I wasn't hearing the neighbor's music or I was going crazy, but I was sure it was coming out of the office. The third night I stayed up and sure enough when the clock hit two, it started all over again. But the strange thing about the whole thing was it was the same track. Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, Kiss, Hotter Than Hell, ACDC, Iron Man, Metallica, Inner Sandman. I never got past Inner Sandman, it always put me to sleep no matter what. No matter how hard I tried. This was it. My final straw. I wanted to prove to my dad that it was coming out of the office. I gained the courage to get out of bed and open the office door. The smell. I can't really describe it. It was strange. Like a new house smell, but worse. As soon as I walked in, the light flickered on for at least half of a second. There was a strange, loud, pulsing noise shooting in my ear. The music gradually got louder and louder. It got so loud I was sure my dad would wake up and hear it. As soon as it started, it ended just as fast. The door slammed shut from behind me and I heard talking. It wasn't angry talking though, it was more relaxing if anything. I can barely remember what it said, but if my memory is correct it stated, Do not fear me Noah. For I won't hurt you, nor will I want to. I'm here to protect you from this room. This is your last warning, for you didn't take my previous one lightly. At this time, I did not know what the voice was talking about. What warning? Last warning? But most of all, what was in the room that it was trying to protect me from? The door opened. The music started again. The strange smell went away. The eerie sound in my ear stopped. I rushed to bed, scared out of my mind. By the time I woke up, 
I thought the whole thing was a dream. I wanted to do the same thing again tonight to see what was up with the room. Most of all, I wanted to see if the music was indeed the neighbors or if it was the some strange entity or radio or whatever it was. I don't, I don't know. I stayed up. The clock hit too. The music stayed, but it was different. The songs were changed. I wrote them down as they played. The list included Dr. Feelgood, Our House, No More Mr. Nice Guy, One, The Final Countdown, Eye of the Tiger, November Rain, The Last Line, Every Rose Has Its Thorn, Rainbow in the Dark. The list may go on. I can see it's ripped at the end, but what I didn't notice until now is the first letter of of each song. Do not enter. If only I realized it before, it, it could have been prevented. I got up, went to the office, opened the door, same thing happened. Light flickered, music got louder, loud painful noise, door slamming. All that was missing was the voice. That's when it started. You did not hear my warning. I cannot protect you anymore. The voice sounded different, though. More angry. More evil. That's when I felt it. A sharp pain across my stomach. I look down and I see blood rushing from my stomach. My arm starts to get heavy. Blood burst from my wrist. I tried to move, but couldn't move my feet. Something is trying to kill me, I thought to myself. That gave me all the strength I needed to make my way out of the room. I slowly crawled my way to the door and passed through the doorway. The door slammed shut. I heard a scream. Blood was everywhere. I passed out there on the floor in front of the office. I woke up in my bed. I don't recall how I got there. All I did remember was last night. I went to the bathroom and saw a giant scratch across my stomach. A gaping hole in my right arm. They both look like scratches. After last night, the music doesn't start again. I still will never go into that office again. But ever since that day, every once in a while I'll see a shadow in the corner of my eye. Or strange things will happen. Door slamming, pictures shooting off of the wall, strange scratches appearing. I often figured that the entity in the office just moved on. That I defeated it. Boy, was I wrong. Ever so often I'll hear the music. Or I will get more and more scratches. Heed my warning. Do not enter strange rooms. There is a thing that follows me around. Everywhere I go, whatever I do, I always feel its presence behind me. I see it in the mirrors, the reflections on windows. I see it every time I look behind. It has a tall, slim, human-like form, with a face looking weirdly familiar but terrifying to look at. Its skin is dark as the night and eyes white as snow. Its pair of cold hands are connected to abnormally long fingers. 
nails long and sharp, clinging onto my back. It doesn't have a mouth, yet it whispers right into my ear. Wrong. Foul. Bad. Rotten. I can hear its quiet, sickening voice echoing in my head. It rarely stops, but when it does, it feels like heaven. It feels freeing. Like everything might get better. But like always, it doesn't last. The thing will always lean its head back towards mine and continue whispering those same words over and over. I go by my everyday life with it following me. Its nails touching my back. It follows me when I work, when I travel, when I'm at home. The thing doesn't seem to care or do anything to anyone else except me. Sometimes it even wants to hurt me. It digs its sharp nails into my back, making me gasp for air and tremble from the sudden pain. I can cry, I can yell, but I can't stop its nails sharp as needles digging deeper and deeper into my skin. It usually hurts for a while before it carefully backs down, getting into the same position as always. Sure, the sudden pain might stop, but the scars will hurt for hours, even days. But the worst is, after every rough day, at night it stands by my bed staring straight at me, whispering until I fall asleep. And the next day it repeats all over again, and the next day, and the next day. Of course it wasn't like this when I was born. Even though at the moment it feels like the thing has been there always, it really hasn't. It came to me when I was younger. At first it didn't let me see itself. It was invisible, but it was there. I felt its presence, ears full of whispers, sharp pains in my back. I felt it, but I didn't see it. I was terrified. I thought I was going mad. I thought the house was possessed. I was just a kid and I already was cursed with this terrible thing, but I didn't know what it was yet. When I was a teenager, the thing decided to finally show itself to me. I still remember that day. I was horrified half to death. I was screaming and trying to get off of me with anything I could. The whole day I was freaking out, but the creature stayed like it was. Nails touching my back, whispering right behind me. Even though I couldn't believe my eyes, it was kind of relieving to see it was something. It was real. It wasn't that I was going mad, it was a real thing all along. I was confused and scared, but all I knew was that I didn't want it, and there had to be a way to get it off somehow. I tried to show my parents and my friends about the thing behind me, but none of them could see it. I was in shock. Tried to explain the situation happening... Some believed in the thing, some didn't. How can you have something like that and never showed any signs of it clearly? Some said to me. The signs were always there. The pain. The anxiety about the echoing whispering. But I just didn't know what it was. I didn't see the creature before. As days turned into months and months turned into years, I desperately tried to get rid of the thing. I tried to run from it, but it never left behind me, 
its fingers growing longer and longer. I tried to scream at it and trying to force it off of me, but it didn't budge nor didn't hear me, its nails turning sharper and sharper. I tried to ignore it, just pretending like the thing wasn't there, but it just kept growing bigger and bigger. I was getting desperate and miserable, so I thought there was only one thing left to do. I needed to end myself to get rid of this creature. But as you might have guessed, it didn't work out as I thought it would. The thing stayed there, right behind me, like it has been for years. That's when I realized I couldn't get rid of it. It's a part of me now. From that day, I've been trying to learn to live my life as normally as I possibly can. I wake up and eat breakfast, I go to work, I come back home, shower and go to bed, the thing following my every step. The whispers ring in my ears. But I've been trying to cope with them with music, friends, or my favorite shows. The digging in my back is unstoppable. But I think I just have to manage with them being a part of my life now. Learning to accept the thing has been hard, but I need to do it to move on with my life. It pains me how most people can't see it moving behind me and staring at me. But there's nothing I can do about that. I know I'm not the only one with this thing. I've seen some people in the same situation. Children, elderly, adults, anyone. They're walking in crowds full of people. No one else seeing these things but us. Usually we just let our eyes meet for a couple of seconds and then keep moving on with our lives. I always keep walking. No one else knowing about that thing that follows me around. I'll never forget that night. I'm a park ranger and that is all you will learn about me aside from this story. During the summer of 2008, I had been assigned to a watchtower in the middle of a heavily forested area. Most nights it was uneventful, and I tended to just read a book as I waited for my shift to end. However, this night, when I started my shift, the guy I took over from was shaken up. Concerned, I asked him what was wrong. He shook his head and said, There are things in the woods. He didn't say anything else and just left me standing there like a jackass. Jerk. Well, I sat up for the night and took out my book. It was a Bentley Little, The Mailman, and I found myself surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Sometime around an hour into my shift, something struck the window. I jumped and quickly set the book down before checking it out. I had expected it was either a big bug or some poor bird. It was a bird, alright, but not what I had been expecting at all. This bird was clearly dead long before it had collided with the window. Both wings torn right off and stripped of all feathers. It was bound together with straps made from long grass blades. With the clear evidence that this was man-made, I quickly took out my flashlight and began scanning the area beneath me. I couldn't see much through the woods, however, as I did a quick double take, I swear I saw a shape dart away out of the light. I feel this needs some elaborating. I could barely make out anything, but when I brought my light over this thing, I only got a brief so glimpse I literally couldn't describe it for the life of me. This thing was fast. Too fast. 
Alright, punks, if you're out there, show yourself right now. I use my most commanding voice possible. Nothing. As I drew my pistol, I heard the radio crackle. Naturally, I went to check and picked up the receiver. As I held it up to my ear, I could only hear static. So, I at first assumed that it was a glitch. But right as I decided to set it down, something stopped me. Call it intuition. Something just wasn't right. And then I realized what it was. I could hear something over the radio. It was faint, so I really had to strain to hear it. Slowly, I could make out what sounded like faint, low humming. There was a pattern to it. A steady beat that started low. Built up carefully, then dropped back down in an instant. I don't know how long I listened to that humming, but eventually I turned off the radio, ready to radio it in. Then I realized I could still hear the humming. Without a second thought, I drew my pistol and turned around on my heel before steadily walking back outside. The humming sounded like it was all around me, following that same pattern. I still had to strain to make it out, but there was no question it was there. I swiveled around, pistol aimed at empty air. Every part of me was screaming to call for backup, but I wasn't sure what I needed backup for. I needed some definitive proof of what I was dealing with. So I waited, on guard and ready, and then it stopped. As I became accustomed to the silence, I realized how encompassing it was. I couldn't hear anything, not even a bird chirping. Cautiously turning my flashlight back on, I pointed it down at the base of the tower. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Then I heard a creak. I immediately spun around processing this information. At first I had dismissed it as just the wood contracting, but then there was another creak and another. Something was here with me. It took me a few moments to realize that it was just around the corner. In that moment, fight or flight kicked in full gear. I chose fight. I rounded the corner and found nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm not ashamed to admit I was unnerved, but I still had a job to do. With no other option, I decided to call for backup. I should have done that a long time ago. I realized that when I saw the receiver had been cut right off. I stared, dumbfounded for a few moments before grabbing my walkie-talkie instead. But when I turned it on, all I got was a harsh whine right in my ear, which caused me to drop it as I recovered. Once I had, I immediately tried to find it. But it was gone. My situation was desperate. I was now completely cut off with some thing or other that seemed to defy all sense. If I was going to make it out of this, I had to stay put and wait for someone to come check on me. I still had my pistol drawn, waiting, and waiting. Absent-mindedly, I quickly shone my flashlight outside one last time. And this time, I finally saw them, standing among the trees, staring up at me. They had been avoiding me all this time. So to see so many of them, you're probably wondering what they are. I'd rather not tell you. For my sake. I was at my limit then, and screamed turning off my flashlight and pointing my gun right at the door. 
There I stayed for the rest of my shift, unwilling to move from that spot. I consider it a miracle I lasted for the rest of my shift. By the time someone finally arrived to see why I wasn't checking in, I poured out everything I had gone through. At first, the other ranger looked at me like I was crazy, but when he asked if I had any proof, something landed on the roof of his car. It was another dead, naked, and wingless bird wrapped in grass. Needless to say, we booked it right out of there. When I got back and made a report about what had happened, I demanded to speak with the last guy who had been on the shift. I really wanted to let him have it for not warning me of what was out there. But here's the thing. We never found him. We searched high and low, checked every single record for, for Trace, tried to look up his name if, when we could remember it. But for all intent and purposes, it seemed like he had never existed in the first place. So what the hell took his shift? Hi everyone, I just wanted to uh, leave you a quick message and just wanted to say thank you for all of all of you listening to this podcast and I put a lot of hard work into it and I really appreciate you. I know that I've been gone for a while, but you know, <laughs> I guess I just needed a break because there's a whole lot of things going on right now with like COVID and I think that I'm getting sick now, but it's not COVID or anything. Um, I'm just getting a little backed up with uh, work and everything, but now Tales from the Bud's going to be my full-time um, weekly job uh, alongside with my actual job um, that I work in public. Um, yeah, I just wanted to let you all know that um, we have a merch website up now, so you can go grab your Tales from the Bud wear at uh, Teespring. You can usually find it on my Snapchat. That will be in the description of this podcast link, so... Yeah, go check that out, and thank you all for listening. Don't sleep tonight.